I'm pretty buzzed. I've had a couple beers. I'm about to I, grab I, another one. Like, I've had like five shots of gin and like four or five beers. Nice. Uh, fuck, there was something I wanted to tell you. I just can't remember. I don't know. Whatever. Like, I, I literally was like thinking about it and then I like went to bite this fucking mosquito. <laughs> okay, go grab a beer. Okay, I'll grab a beer. I'm going to take a piss real quick. I've already uh, started recording. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, if you want to talk to the people, I'll talk to the people, I guess, while Brandon's doing his thing. So I was fighting a mosquito in here. The mosquitoes up here are really bad because we live next to a river. It's like right at the back of my property. And uh, we didn't get the grass cut in the backyard until like this week. So the mosquitoes are the size of fucking dimes. Fucking, they're severe, man. We got a bug zapper in our bedroom. It's no joke. Me and my kid are covered in mosquito bites all the time. I fucking live and off, but I haven't had a chance to go get any since I used the last of it last night. Anyways, Brandon seems to be taking his time, but I'm Clay. This is the Downward Spiral. And uh, today, I think we're going to well, I have to confer with Brandon, I guess, but I believe we're talking about uh, our our adventures at Cornerstone, uh, which was a music festival we used to attend that I don't believe exists anymore, but we'll get into that in a bit. Uh, this is now almost Canada Day. It's almost Canada Day on Wednesday. I am back. Yeah, I wasn't Canada taking my sweet time. I could hear you in my headphones because of Bluetooth. Okay. I could hear you the whole right. time. I wasn't taking my sweet time. I was taking a piss. Right. It is what it is. I was taking a piss. Probably should have did that uh, before you started you started our podcast. You know what? It is what it is. I, I didn't have to. Cheers, bud. Here's to you. Here's to you. Here's to Here's me. Here's to me. The best of friends. Will always be. But if, but we, if should, we should spiral down. Yeah, we should. How do you off. fucking clown? Um, I didn't yeah. have to pee, but it took me so long to pair my headphones that I just. I just remembered what I was gonna tell you. Okay. Um. So I can edit this out if I have to. No, this is all good <laughs> okay. because all right. I just noticed this because we we've been talking about the downward spiral for a long time, like. Ever who since was I was told I was on a on a who was it that spiral. told you that? I think I heard it, it because was um, it? I broke up with a girl. I mean, a girl yeah. broke up. She broke up with me. Let's be real. She broke up with me, and then yeah. told a bunch of I, our friends that you and me were on a downward spiral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so we heard it through through the grapevine. And that's yeah, how, that's and that's how we started. <laughs> Just saying that we've been on a downward spiral forever. Yeah, and that was like probably what 2013, 2000. Oh, yeah, yeah 2013. somewhere around there. Yeah, 13. Okay. 14, so there. I noticed the other day listening to the new Amir album. I was like really taking it all in. I believe it's Pig's Ear. 
There's a line where he says, I'm on a downward spiral. Oh, really? Hold on. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to pull up that CD and just see. Make sure it's Yeah, dude. Here. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and, like, I lost. I was, I was like, like, pulling into the grocery store, right? Like, yeah. Right before work. Yeah, he's got a line that just. Here, I can play it real quick. I fucking got it. Downward spiral is all he says. He just goes downward spiral. See that? That's a mosquito. Brandon, you see that? Yeah, I see that. That's disgusting. I don't want you don't you can get that out of the camera. Why are you holding? Oh no, man, I was telling everybody how big they are here. They're huge. These men are not playing, bro. They're out here. Oh yeah, Frankie does go downward spiral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe that so. should just be our intro for this episode. It's just the little quick scream of him going. That anyway, so continue. Yeah, so that set aside. uh, We said last time that our next episode was going to talk about our our adventure at Cornerstone, right? Because we're talking about how our downward spiral happened. The end is near. (laughs) Right around here. Um, it's not though. Oh, so, man. Uh, do you want me to start off with a, a cornerstone, or do you want to start? Yeah, off no. You explain cornerstone because you went for years right. before I went. I did. Yeah, that is true. Um, I just had a memory the other day about how I was supposed to be a cornerstone that year. And I saw that, and I was like, "And bro, I'm supposed to be at a festival right now." So I'm like, and then, and hey, then man, on that same day, somewhere right now, dude. On that same day, another festival got canceled. So I'm like. Fuck the twenty seventh of June. Now it's the twenty eighth um, of June. Um, but no one's gonna hear this for weeks anyway, so it really doesn't matter. So no. Cornerstone, bro. Let's see. I started going to Cornerstone when I was uh fourteen Put your years camera old. Back up a little bit. Oh, oh my bad. When I was about uh, as, speaking of Cornerstone, do you see this big chariot flag behind me? There we go. Yeah. So uh the cornerstone I started going to when I was uh I was 14, 13, 14, somewhere around there. Um I hadn't met you yet. I was still in my pink hair phase, my pink tips phase. Um I, I was never in a band or anything. Cornerstone is pretty much what made me want to be like, I'm gonna be in a fucking sweet Christian band. You know? <laughs> and and because of Cornerstone, it had to be a Christian band for sure. But yeah, I went course. to Cornerstone. Yeah, uh, I went to Cornerstone. Went for a few years. Um, the one of those years, I uh, I ran into our buddy Chris. Right back when you guys were still uh, acquaintance late, so I manual hadn't started yet. And um, I remember seeing uh, uh, Chris at Cornerstone. I knew that he was going, so like we made a plan to like find each other. But it's just a matter of like, like. This was way before cell phone times for us kind of thing, right? So it was a matter of, like, how the fuck am I going to find Chris in this fucking huge place? And I somehow just, like, walked by his campsite and he ran up and he's like, Brandon, and that's how I found Chris. <laughs> I mean, like, um, that's – I feel like that happened all the time at Cornerstone because, like, we never really had, like, phone service even, like, no, but like Cornerstone, uh, a Cornerstone did have a free pay phone that you could use, right? Because I remember yeah. the year that we went, I used it to call my mom 
the day that my sister was born, right? You're like, oh, congratulations. But yeah, so um, of course on that year, you know, me and Chris were walking around just like watching some random bands. And uh, we on, saw Brandon. this one band. Okay, hold on. Hey, Brandon, hold on. You're, you're cutting in and out. I'm not sure if it's my Wi-Fi or yours. I mean, yeah. Full bars. Yeah, I do too on my Wi-Fi, but my phone doesn't. So I'm just going to slide this over a little bit. I don't know. My internet's been acting fucking weird today because the power went out this morning. No, sure. So the box like shut down. And, like You know, my uh, Apple TV couldn't pick up Wi-Fi this morning for some reason either. I had to plug it directly into the internet. To get the weird. Yeah. Okay. Three, so, two, one. So at Cornerstone, um, me and Chris would walk around and, and we watched this band play and Chris was like, this band's fucking sweet. And I'm like, this band is shit. All right. And we stood there and watched them for a while. And I was like, I don't like this band. I was like, this band sucks. And Chris was like, I like them. But I convinced Chris to leave anyways. I didn't like just not finish watching that set. And we're walking around doing our thing that day. And then later on, we see that band's vocalist and their guitar player is sitting on a pile of hay, just eating Chef Boyardee out of a can, right? And Chris goes, I'm going to go and talk to them, man. They were good. I liked them. And I was like, all right. So we walked up and Chris is like, I love you guys. Like, where are you guys from? And this dude, this tall motherfucker is like, oh, we're from Montreal, you know? And fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just eating Chef already out of a cold, like cold out of a can, bro. Like, I remember this to this day. And we're talking to them for a bit and somehow figure out that I, I, they're like, oh, we're from Montreal. And we're like, oh, we're from Windsor, Ontario. And uh, they're like, oh, we're playing Windsor, Ontario in like, like, like three weeks or whatever. Uh, on this day, I have the Chubby Pickle, and like, he pulls it up on his little tour tag. And Chris goes, oh, <laughs> I'm playing that show too, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and that's how we met the breaking of the fourth wall dudes. Right? Yeah. And um, so, like, we can skip over a bit. They've already came and played, you know. We've become friends with breaking a fourth wall. You know, we're having a great time. Uh, a cornerstone comes and we're like we're gonna play cornerstone right we're like no matter what we're playing cornerstone and we didn't even have a way to get any of our stuff to cornerstone right yeah. um, and then before so like we left and uh we had to ask the dudes from or no, i think they just offered us actually i think breaking a fourth wall like i think matt was just like yeah matt matt kind of just like just me, i think stuff. Yeah, Matt was like, if you guys want to play, you can use our shit. Like, like we're bringing everything on the bus. Yeah, because okay. they were playing Just that next to the, year, too. To everybody listening, at that time, Breaking the Fourth Wall had a short bus that was converted into a tour van. Look, right. the people should know that Breaking the Fourth Wall is now called Kennedy, right? So you might know them as Kennedy, but back in the day, they were Breaking the Fourth Wall. You know, kind Basically, words can still break hearts. Was it not? Am I wrong? Yeah, there's a couple members swapped out, but like there's like yeah. there's one member swapped out. No, no, Anthony was because their bass player before Connor, and Connor, he hated me because he, but 
Uh, but the year that Brick in the Fourth Wall played Cornerstone with us, played Connor Cornerstone. Was that was when Connor started. Yes. So Connor, you're not wrong. Brick in the you're Fourth Wall. There. But they weren't when I met. You're right. And w- so when I met them, um, when they played Cornerstone that year before, Felix didn't even show up. Right? Like Felix couldn't go for whatever reason. So it was only Matt, uh, Matt. A Felix, no Matt, Matt Luca, and whatever the other guy's name was, Anthony, and Anthony, and then they had their drummer at the time. I don't know who it was. They've went through drummers. They've like been that. through so many drummers. <laughs> but like, yeah, um, Kyle was not nowhere in the picture. No, like at that point either. It was um, fuck, what was his name? I forget. I don't think it was Matthew. Like it wasn't that other Matthew. It wasn't Matthew. No. What was his name? What was, was that it? Asian guy's name? It was Matthew, it was wasn't it? Yeah, I thought so. There was two math map. Yeah, there had to have been, but I don't think he was in breaking fourth wall at the time that me and Chris met him. At least, no, it would have been the guy before that. And I don't know I who was, was their drummer when we were playing Cornerstone, but it doesn't really matter either way. Breaking fourth either wall. way, yeah, breaking. Man, I still have one. I still have stuff. one of their shirts, and it's a youth shirt. So it's like really wide and really short. It's almost like a crop top. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> So uh, it's like youth extra large. Fucking like who orders that? <laughs> Fucking Matt. I don't know if I had any freaking no. I had to have had something. They had a sweater or something. I have Kennedy stuff in my closet for sure. I mean, I have two Kennedy shirts, but I don't know. I, don't, I can't think of any. I, I think I had that sweater that that said "kind words can still break hearts" like on it. Like that was a sweater, right? Yeah, I think so. I was I'm pretty sure I sweater. had it. No, it was like a black sweater with like a heart on it. I'm pretty sure, on the back. Of, I don't know. No, it wasn't that. It was none of their merch was that intricate. There's no way. Like I'm pretty sure it was a brown sweater with like kind words can still break hearts in like black writing and like a heart on the front underneath. Anyways, so breaking the fourth wall is like yeah, you guys can just like use our stuff. So we had to bring like our own heads. And uh, I think Chris brought, like, his own cymbals and snare drum or something like that. And then our own guitars, obviously, right? And pedal board. Uh, and pedal board. So we – really, we only use – oh, interconnections unstable. It says, fuck you, Zoom. Um, really, they were just, like – we just had to use their cabs and their drum set. Right? Um, so we, we were playing Cornerstone, and uh, – I can I remember one point at Cornerstone having to lug like our stage was different from breaking a fourth wall stage, right? It was like in the same like on that same street, but we were on, on the same street, stages. but like yeah, yeah, it was like two stages away. And so they were they had their trailer park next to that stage because they were playing like every day. And uh we had to walk, walk. everything from that that trailer to our set, right? Across this huge field, yeah, across like a <laughs> giant field, and I can like I remember like carrying back the cat, like one of the cabs at one point. Me and Josh were like carrying it, and me and Josh are just screaming at each other. <laughs> who knows why? Like, who knows why? But we were just at this point, we were so tired of each other, right? That we were all like our downward spiral. We had either just spent too much time with each other, or we just were fucking teenagers in a mood. 
You know what I mean? It was, and well, that and like just like that was a like a lot of shit to lug across that field. Like I remember I was, dragging Connor's eight ten by myself, being like, "Fuck all of you! I fucking hate this. <laughs> this is bullshit." <laughs> like at least you so, and Josh like helped each other. Like, nobody helped me with the eight ten. Well, we didn't have Connor a cab with once. wheels. I don't think. I think we just had to carry that shit. Yeah, you had to carry it. You know, and it was like. Two of us had to carry it. And for some reason, me and Josh were yelling. Like, I can't think of one reason why me and Josh have ever fought, right? And that must have been the other time me and Josh, like, were fighting with each other. It was when we were screaming at each other, bringing back this cat, <laughs> right? Yeah. But it, and it probably was, like, it probably wasn't even, like, about anything. It was probably, it like. It probably was. It probably like, was fucking, fucking hurry pissed. up. Like, yeah, stop fucking around. Fucking like, pissed. I'm fucking tired. Yeah. Like, hold on. Like, at some, I can feel at some like point jo- during Cornerstone. We were all just getting annoyed with each other, right? Is what Except for me, be. because I dipped. <laughs> yeah, but we all, yeah, and we were all annoyed with you for dipping, right? So, like, we were still annoyed, you know? And it was just like... I wasn't annoyed with you guys. I was annoyed with you guys before we got there. <laughs> so, I was just like, I told everybody flat out, I was like, I will see you guys at shows, and I will see you guys when we play, and I'll see you guys to eat sometimes. <laughs> but other than that, I'm, I'm going into the festival. I can't. I can only really like. I remember seeing you at a beach and like shit like that. Do you remember when Felix walked up in his swimsuit? Yeah. And yeah. He, was, <laughs> he was wearing like a full tuxedo, right? But it was it like a tuxedo. Shiny, it was a. It, it wasn't was a, a tuxedo, but it was a disco outfit. It was fucked. It was a '70s was disco great. outfit. It was bell bottom, striped it pants, was, and then it was fucking, shiny as fuck. Yeah, like, it remember was that? It was just super bottoms. shiny. Dude, I have the picture on my Facebook. It was blue, blue bell bottoms, like striped, and then there was this like, like bright orange and yellow collared long sleeve shirt that he had like rolled up three quarter legs, <laughs> and like we walked to the beach. And, like, he just kept walking and just walked, like, he had this strut going, and he just kept going right into the water. into the water. And yeah. I was like, Felix, what are you doing? He's like, this is my swimsuit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So that's a great time. Uh. Yeah, but basically the only time I ever saw you guys was for shows and the beach and to go to Walmart. I never went to Walmart. Or no, I went to Walmart like one more time. I don't think you were with us though. I think Macy drove like me, Josh, and Chris to Walmart one day. And uh, I went with you guys. Well, did you? And we like picked up like cardboard signs and stuff, like Bristol Jo and shit. And Josh, me, I was Josh, Josh, me, and uh, you and Chris. We crammed in. So we just left Raul no. there, right? <laughs> we're like, yeah. "Fuck you, Raul! You're staying here." Yeah. No, actually, you know what? It wasn't Josh. It was just Macy, Chris, Josh, me, and you. Because that was the five people. Josh came. No, there was another time I drove that was like me, Josh, Chris, and Josh, and probably you. When we got those giant sandwiches. I didn't get a giant sandwich. No, but like me, me and Josh did. I remember pointing them out to you, being like, "You guys should buy this sandwich and just eat the sandwich for the next week." (laughs) (laughs) That's basically what I did. 
I just ate, it, uh, yeah, that's what you I did. You were like, okay, I will buy this sandwich. It was like a ten dollars <laughs> sub that was fucking huge. Right? Yeah. You're like, this is my food for the next week. <laughs> is this and the Hawaiian punch? Right. Yeah, yeah. I bought the fucking like four gallons of Hawaiian punch. <laughs> and then that like, and a I sandwich, just ate like the- that was it. No, I, I bought a couple other things, but nothing big. But then, like, I basically ate at, like, the free meal places. And, like... I did that a couple times, too, because there were, like, like you handed out, like, pancakes and shit. <laughs> I just mm. went... Yeah, the pancake breakfast I went to, like, like four out of the, like, six days or whatever. So while we're at Cornerstone, we stop at Walmart, we buy these... This Bristol board. Or not Bristol board, we... Oh yeah, Bristol board. We buy like Bristol board and we buy like fucking like a pad of notes, right? Like a pad of like note paper and like markers, right? And like did the most shitty job at making signs to to promote the rest of our shows that we had, which was only two shows, right? We only had two more shows that we had to be like, I come to. And I remember writing stupid shit because like we kept on hearing about secret sets all week, right? Like, Like random like actual bands. I was doing like a secret set on some generator stage and you just have to hear about it and show up, right? Yeah. And we're like, we're like, we should just write down that we're some random like famous band. Like I remember write, writing at one point like Switchfoot secret set at the Chase Canadian <laughs> stage and like handing that out to someone, just handing these random I remember there were no, none of them were actually any bands that were there. Like at the festival, <laughs> except no, no, for sure there was because we wrote like my children, my bride secret set, really? and they already had like a secret set. Yeah, I wrote switch. Switch what was playing? I'm pretty sure were they not? No, they might not, not have that been. year. Not that year. Um, no, no, they had to have been, bro. I'm pretty sure they were. One of the earlier days, not the last day. Last day was Prada, but they were playing main stage one of those days. That's why we wrote. Switchfoot secret set at Chase the Canadia. Oh, really? Just to get kids wow. to show up. Which no one came to our like like the rest of our shows. No, everybody for, came the first night because we were the only night. stage open. Like they let us stay open an extra half hour and everybody thought it was like a big band playing. Yeah, <laughs> so and it was, we had like a hundred people. That's when we met fucking Haley. From Jock. That when we met Haley? Yep. Her and her and Taylor came to that show. Is that how we and met like, we, yeah, and then like I met her like again like a couple times during the week, and then I kicked her in the face at Prada, and that's how we became Yo, best friends. Yo, sick. If you haven't heard Jock yet, you should go and check out Jock on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. Jock's fucking dope. Anyways, that's Haley's band. I continue. Yeah, so that's how that's how we became friends. So I kicked her in the face at Prada. She was behind me, and I fucking a spin kick and I kicked her in the face. The Prada was the last night of the festival. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Like that was like the night we were like, hey, like let's just chase my face my space fucking in my space. You know. Those were like the early days of Facebook. Because Emmanuel had a Facebook page for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at some point during Cornerstone we figured out like we Maybe it shouldn't be a band. So that was the start of us being like, we're going to... We had like two more shows booked afterwards already, right? Like we had the My Children, yeah. My Bride show booked after, right? Which we met My Children, My Bride at Cornerstone that year. Yeah. Became 
and we became friends with them. On the, in the meet and greet, yeah. Yeah. And when they came to uh, the Windsor, they, like, remembered us and dedicated every song to us somehow. They were a fucking – they were a dope band, bro. They were real cool. Yeah, they, man, every time we've seen them, they remember us. Like, even – Yeah, bro. Like, I yeah. saw them in Edmonton and, like, yeah. Yeah, because they like, came back down, down, like, another time when they played with, like, fucking – like, a pending doom and, like, Crimson Armada yeah. or something like that. I remember talking to them then, and they gave me free shit just because I was in that band before, you know? Yeah. And then I saw them in Edmonton after that, too. And, like, he still remembered me. Like, he was a dope dude. But, yeah, Cornerstone for me, I basically, like, just disappeared and, like, hung out with random people all week. Like, I I was my goal to see as, like, make as many fucking new friends as I possibly could. And, like, I hung out with, like, Matt a shit ton. With the fucking I remember walking around sign. with him. He had that sign, yeah, the end is near sign, right? Which yeah. was which was basically just him showing us what our future was. Right. He was yeah. He was telling Emmanuel that the end is near. Right. <laughs> um Oh man. So then yeah, so then we played the my my bride show, and then we had one more show after that, right? That was uh it was Doomsday Fest. Yeah. And that was in the boiler room. Yeah. And uh, in the boiler room, we had the first band opening was your reunion show. It was Queen Anne's Lace, our reunion show. So you, Chris, and Josh yeah. had to play. And then keep playing after, right? Like, we just fucking switched guitars, basically. You froze. Hold on. Sorry, you froze. Go back. That's all right. So we had, well, I'm unstable again. So we had to, like, after Queen and Zace was done, you, you, Chris, and Josh had to stay. Well, me and no one else Raul. Yeah, but Raul didn't have to set up, so I just had to switch my guitar, probably. I plug my pedal board in. Uh, I had to switch my bass. And you had to plug your bass in. Yeah. And then you guys had to play, like, a double set. One as Queen and Zace, and then one as Emmanuel. Back to yeah. Back. We missed in a tiny room in a tiny boiler room, bro. That like oh probably 20 kids could fit in. Not even 20 kids. No, it was crammed. like, I think we crammed about 25 people in there. There were, yeah, it was, but there was people there. outside the door for Queen Anne's Lace. Like yeah, Queen Anne's Lace, Emmanuel like had nobody. I know Emmanuel had quite a few people too, but it was nowhere near as big as Queen Anne's it's Lace. It's probably all the same kids Queen all watching Queen Anne's Lace. Queen, it was, yeah, it was, like, three-quarters of the kids that were watching Queen Anne's Lace. But, like, Queen Anne's Lace was dead for, like, I don't know, three years, four years at that point. So, like, everybody was stoked. And then we played the Boiler Room. We missed Shortline Hero. We did miss Shortline Hero. I was pissed. I missed them twice. That Yeah, like, bro. Like, I got to see them one time, I think, when they ever came down. And, I've uh, seen, I saw them twice in total, but I missed them like probably four times in total, and they were so sick. All right, hold on, B. I'm gonna go piss too. All right. So, while Clay's going pee, um, yeah, that was uh, the end of Emmanuel. It was right there. You know, we played our last show at Doomsday, and uh, I think Queen Has Lays played one more show after that. At the Dominion House. 
Hmm. Not really too sure. They might have played one more after that too. Right, Cornerstone was sick, guys. Cornerstone was like that was the festival back in the day. That was what I got me started and like going out of festivals, which I still do uh, to this day. Like I said, I was supposed to be at a festival like right now. Today would have been our last day at Electric Forest, but it got canceled. So we had to uh, not go in, obviously. And then I had one more festival lined up in September. That one got canceled too. That also sucks. But you know, I'd rather the world stay safe and not get sick from each other than have fucking 25,000 kids hanging out all at the same time. Play. Oh, yeah. How big is that cup behind you? It's a garbage pail. Mm. It's a garbage pail, dude. Like Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's some fucking there's a dinosaur in there. Oh, I thought it was a rat for a second when you showed that. I was like, whoa, bro, don't throw that dinosaur away. Put it out back on the shelf. No, no, it's not. It's not a garbage can. It's a like it's a pot. It's got holes in the bottom. Like it's got. See. Yeah, it's I can plant. see it's for like leaves and stuff. But yeah. like Adair has plumbing joints in here. For what? And a dinosaur for plumbing, nigga. <laughs> to plumb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to plumb. Or to make. <laughs> or to make bongs and shit like like whatever it is what it is she it fucking makes all sorts of shit down here you can see behind me she got like all sorts of sorts of tools well, I can see behind you but I don't know if everyone else is going to be able to see behind you but well we'll see we'll see so and another cornerstone's done and doomsday is done Emmanuel's done yeah Emmanuel ended and Queen Anne's lace came back to life. So what happened after Emmanuel happened? I, yeah, I was saying while you're gone, the Queen Anne's lace played like like two shows after that. I'm pretty sure one or two shows after that. Right, you got that DH show, and then I don't, I can't think of another show in between that. But I'm pretty sure there was at least one. I feel like we played a couple shows. Well, so after all our shows ended, you took off to Alberta, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, well, no, 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 wait, hold on. Before that, Queen Anne's Lace got back together for quite a while, right? And we played quite, uh, actually, cu- a couple shows. And we were going to go to Ottawa to record. We had free studio time with not even. Oh that. yes, that's right. That's when you lost my book of CDs, you bitch. Is no, 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 that, no. I did not during no, that no, no. reunion. No, okay, that's not what happened. That's not how your book of CDs got lost. I didn't lose it. It was fucking Chris that took it. I guarantee you. I love Chris. I guarantee you, he <laughs> has those CDs. Um, what happened is when your CDs got lost is they were in the passenger side door because you always rode the door. And Chris, me, and Derek, and Josh went downtown one night and like no, you were I, no, you went to Owen Sound for a show. We had them after that. That was a, that was. Did you not come to Owen Sound with us? No, I didn't. 
I oh know. man, that was a journey. I, oh I my gosh. Of, oh, came with us. Joey or no, uh, Joey jo uh, Joey came with us. Um, who else? We uh, Brad my buddy with you. Brad. Yeah, yeah my Brad buddy Brad. I think that's why I didn't go because that would have been my only ride up there. Was Brad and me and Brad didn't really like click. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because there was two cars. That might have been why. We I might have been doing something too. I might have been somewhere. I, I think you were somewhere. Some I think you were somewhere with your parents, to be honest. So I was probably at like Cedar Point or something. That's probably like. Yeah, I think you're at go. Cedar Point. Yeah. So, so we had a whole bunch. Of I miss Oceano that way show. too. Yeah. No. Because that. Yeah. That that makes sense. Yeah, I think you were in Cedar Point because Hasco came with us. Brad drove us. Uh, Joey. Um, and then all of us, and that's when the coffee fight started when we were throwing coffees on each other's windshields on the side of the road. <laughs> I was told there were slushy fights, but yeah, no, it started with coffees and then it turned to slushies. And then <laughs> remember when you smoked Josh in the head with the Gatorade <laughs> outside? I smoked Josh in the oh, yeah, because we were like driving, but he was in. <laughs> Josh had like just started driving, right? And Josh had oh, no, just started no. driving, and we were in your car, and Josh was, I was in his car, and we like pulled up next to each other, yeah. And the best part, parking lot, and I just fucking tossed a gate like a fucking full size Gatorade bottle, it just smoked him in the head. <laughs> You uh, thought it was empty, but the whole part behind, like below the cup holder, was full. So that was like <laughs> you like, thought you were grabbing an empty bottle, but it was like an inch and a half of fucking like juice in there, and it smoked him in the crown of the head. He was so mad. Oh my god, I was crying, laughing. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Yo, I was telling the story of when well, me, you, Raul, and Josh were driving back from Grand Bend. Oh. <laughs> and I was throwing stuff out the window. <laughs> so so you, it was me. Hey, and then so Raul I, wanna, I want a disclaimer first. I did not know about the rainforest at this point. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you were a fucking little prick back then with fucking Oh oh for sure. That was a butthole. <laughs> so yeah, so we're driving back. It's me and Raul in the front. Like I'm driving, Raul's in the passenger. Uh, this was Josh before is behind manual me. days. We weren't even in a band yet. This was like no, before manual days. We were just hanging out. Yeah. And this was like you like were in behind between Raul. breaking up and a manual happening. It was when we went yeah. to Grand Bend together, yeah. <laughs> so you were behind Raul and you both had your windows open and we were driving down the highway like I think in between London and Chatham we were driving down highway 3 or something and <laughs> you, you threw something at Raul and it went out his window it came back in your window so you started throwing stuff out his window and watching it go by your window <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. you a that was the whole reason why it was just to watch it Fly by me from his window. Yeah. He goes tossing like food containers out the window and wrappers. The burger wrapper goes and then like a fucking like the, the cardboard out oh, and then the bag 
Then the drink out the window. And then you started like throwing random shit from the car like out the window. <laughs> like I didn't think I could buy Napkins. Right? And then for whatever reason, I don't know to this day. Oh my god. I, I every time I think about it, I can't help but crack up. You decide to spray bug spray out of Raul's window. And it flew back and came right back into your window into your eyes. And I was driving and all I hear is <laughs> my eyes <laughs> Yeah oh my so God. and then Ray my head dying laughing <laughs> and I just like I man if he started laughing because his your laugh is ridiculous his laugh is ridiculous it just got out of control oh my god oh. so what happened was I found that bottle of bug spray because we were in Grand Bend right <laughs> I found the bottle off, and I'm like, you know, if I spray this out Raul's window, it'll just fly by my window, too. But that's not how it worked. <laughs> it just came right back into my window. <laughs> fucking got right in my eyes. Uh, I don't think I've worn bug spray to this day. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dude. Oh, that's one of my favorite fucking stories of all time. Huh. Whew. That tickles the funny bone. Yeah, that was a that was a <laughs> wild trip in itself. You know? That was a wild trip in itself. One, oh, we got man. flooded into a superstore somewhere. We were stuck at a superstore or at a Zara in Chatham. In Chatham, Chatham, yeah, and it flooded all around us, and we couldn't leave. All we could do was sit in the superstore and just sit upstairs and fucking. Yeah. Eat chicken or whatever the fuck we did. Who knows what we did? <laughs> yeah, man, that was fucking. Uh, that was wild. It was like a fucking two-hour drive, and it took us like four hours. Well, yeah, on the way there, yeah, on the way there, it took as long as Mace's dad wanted to just drive through all the back roads instead. All right, so we didn't even hop on the highway once. We just went <laughs> through the back way to Grand Bend. And then, uh, and then the way back took long because we got flooded in at Superstore. Yeah. And we stopped in, like, London to get food, too. Oh, oh crazy man. times. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite stories of all time. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure it's anyways, a great story for you. <laughs> You've got plenty of me, buddy. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, for sure. Where were we, though? So, we're talking about Queen Anne's Lace so got then, back together. Yeah, so then you left to Alberta, right? Yeah, because well, Chris... Wait, wait, wait. The reason why is because we were, like, a week away from going to record our fucking, like, new album or whatever. And Chris and Josh's parents both wouldn't let them go. So you're like, so you're like, so I'm going to Alberta. So basically, like, I had no job at the time. Like, I I had just been there to see my dad for the first time in like years, and uh, like just before Christmas time, which was the same year that we went to Louisiana to see Josh. Okay, yeah. that was all that same year. 
And so, like, I went. Were we not so in a band anymore when we saw Josh, like, in Louisiana? No. No. Okay. no. I was in Queen Anne's Lace at the time. You know what? I, that, that makes sense because Josh came up for our beginning shows. We saw him at Cornerstone in between that. And that was, like, the end of Emmanuel. That cornerstone, yeah. pretty much, right? So, yeah, that doesn't make sense that we saw him that same year. We went down, right? The year that Emmanuel broke up would have been the year that we went to go see Josh Russo in Louisiana. On the Greyhound in Louisiana. That's a that's a podcast for a different time. I think we should just tell that whole Louisiana story. Yeah, that's a big, that's, that's that's a a big, big important part of the, of the me and Clay story, too, because that's when me and Clay started getting stoned together. Which is essentially what got all our listeners stoned too, was us getting stoned together. Yeah, no doubt. So that's a whole other story. We have a, we have some disagreements on a couple stories that happened on that adventure, but it was a good disagreements, adventure. or do you just remember it differently? We both remember it differently, and I, we both have witnesses for what we saw. So, anyways. That was the same year I went to, I drove with my stepmom to Fort McMurray and I stayed there with my dad for a couple of days and then he flew me back. I had Christmas, like I literally got back um, Christmas Eve or the night before Christmas Eve and my buddy picked me up. I stayed at his house and then I went home Christmas Eve day. Then we left the day after Boxing Day, I think it was, to Louisiana or something like that. Yeah, it was the day after Boxing Day. Sure. Yeah, and then we came back after New Year's, and then it was a couple months um, of being back in Qual, and uh, I had no job at the time because it was winter, uh, and I was working at the golf course at the time. I didn't really want to go back there, so I just uh, moved out with my dad. Yeah, I was just like, fuck it. Like, If this band isn't going to work because your parents are fucking keeping you guys back, then not gonna fight it so i'm like i'm I'm just gonna go somewhere where i can make some money for a bit and i made no fucking money (laughs) had some experiences though but uh yeah so you had already went to bible college right before you went up to alberta yeah yeah this i pretty much dropped out and moved so that was like while this was all happening okay so you dropped out of bible college moved to alberta um, and then I started Bible college. Yeah. And yeah. Then- I started Bible college. Like, while I think around when we were still in Emmanuel, to be honest, because I, I was yeah. in it for a year and a half. I did two. Yeah. I did two and a half semesters. I think I only so did a year a, and a quarter a semester. I think I just started semester two. When you decided to just show up out of nowhere from Alberta. Well, yeah. So I got laid off because I was working at another golf course. What a surprise. Go from golf course to golf course. And but it's uh, like now you go from airport to airport. Right? Yeah. So well, golf course is seasonal. Airport's year round. Um, but yeah, so like I got laid off. So I drove back and I didn't tell anybody really I was driving back. Uh, I flew my buddy Brad up. Uh, to Fort Mac to drive back with me. Uh, we drove back. That was a whole fucking journey. That's a podcast for itself. Uh, I can talk about fucking 
<laughs> getting arrested by the RCMP, getting questioned at the border. Oh, my God, that was a journey. But I made it from Fort Mac to Detroit in 37 hours. Straight. <laughs> uh, and then we basically, there was like a couple days before my birthday. Um, and then, yeah, I just kind of showed up at your house and called you. I was no. like, hey, what are you doing? No. You showed up at my Bible college. I No, I showed up at your house and I called you. And you didn't answer, and then you texted me back and said you were at Bible college, and I came to pick oh. you up from your house. Yeah, so then yeah. you just showed up to my Bible college. Right? Our Bible college. <laughs> Our Bible college, your old Bible college, my now Bible college. And you're like, hop in, motherfucker, let's go! Yeah, baby, let's go! And, um, and then I never went back to Bible college again. I think that was no. it. I may have went back once or twice after that. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure that that was. I'm pretty sure you didn't go back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you went back once to like get some shit, and then like it was kind of awkward when we like when I had to play new songs the next time. It was like, (laughs) (laughs) so then you so then you you drag me out of Bible college. We. I'm already like an uber stoner at this point. Like I can remember going to Bible college stoned. Yeah, same. Same. I didn't get a job on the oil rigs. Yeah, you and Adrian were hanging out all the time. And um, yeah, I didn't get a job on the oil rigs basically because I was a stoner at that point. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm not going back well, to not being that's a stoner. That's why like, I never went out west. That's because I was like, if I go out west... If I want to weld, I'm going to have to quit doing drugs. I'm like, and fuck that. Yeah, and like, for for everybody listening. Now it's like, legal, so I think not... you can get stoned, right? Uh, no. No, it depends on your job. Some jobs still forbid it. Um, but for everybody listening, I was a stoner when I was like a preteen for quite a while, and then I quit and went back to the whole like church thing, and that was before all this downward spiral, I had a first downward spiral <laughs> and uh, while we were I in the band of- and everything i was straight edge as fuck i broke edge at cornerstone the year that we played that was, that was when i broke yeah my, like, when you smoked tobacco five year yeah i smoked a prime time with you motherfucker and then i smoked like four more prime times after that and then i started smoking yeah. cigarettes when i got home and then you know no i still smoked prime times when i got home because we still had prime times here we don't have them yeah. anymore and then, uh, and then I started smoking cigarettes, and then I started smoking pot and drinking. And so I guess, so yeah, so Cornerstone was my downward spiral because that's how I yeah. broke edge and started getting into where I'm at now. Yeah, and that's when I started smoking tobacco again. You know, and like, did we just tell this like a story of why we even started smoking a tobacco in the first place at Cornerstone, right? It's because when we left, like my dad drove and Macy drove, right? So there was. I drove Macy's car. She wouldn't drive yeah. in the States. Yeah. But like Macy's car is what I meant. Like whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we had two vehicles going. My dad's and Macy's that. And Macy's car. And my dad at some point halfway there stopped at a truck stop, bought a bunch of stickers. Right. Right. And then he started to write on his 
fucking back window. Back windshield. Thank you, truckers. Mad respect. Mad respect. respect. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to do this individually with like each letter, right? Like each like sticker. And like it took so long that I can like I remember you being like, fuck it. I'm going to buy prime times. <laughs> Right, because you were like talking about it before that, right? Well, because I was it. already smoking them with Brad like for years. Like we were yeah. smoking them when we were kids. And you had so, to like, like decide yeah. if you were gonna buy a pack of prime times or not. But because my dad took so long, you're like, "Fuck it, I'm smoking." Like I'm going to buy a pack of prime times. So you bought prime times. Yeah. You smoked one while my dad was doing that, and it wasn't until later on that night when we got to Cornerstone. We had been there for a couple hours now. And at some point, I was like, Clay, it smells good. Let me try one, too. And I was like, fuck it. Good. No, no, no. What happened was uh, we met up with Josh. And he was like, oh, shit, nigga, you got prime times? Let's smoke. So me and him were smoking. And then you rolled up with us. And you're like, hey, man, that smells really good. Can I have a hit of that? And I was like, are you sure? You're like. Yeah, man, it smells fucking delicious. I'm like, here you go. <laughs> no hesitation. And that's how I started smoking, right? I'm pretty sure we bought one more pack of prime times while we were there, too, because we kept on Yeah, smoking. I did. Well, because I gave Josh, like, a, a quarter pack at one point, and he just disappeared. This for, was like, back day. in the days when you could buy, like, a 20-pack of prime times, too, because when we got yeah. home, you could only buy packs of 10. You couldn't buy it. Yeah. Like a full pack of prime. Well, and they had filters and shit too. Yeah, yeah, they had filters. We had filters at home too at that time. And then at some point they were like, no filters. And then they were like, no more flavors. So you can't get yeah. prime times at all. Thanks, yeah. government. <laughs> the whole reason we had this <laughs> doesn't appeal to kids or anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, to be fair, we were 18 <laughs> at the time. You know? Yeah, but no, I was smoking them when I was like 13. Or no, my buddies. you might have been 18 at the time. I was probably 17, and then like I turned 18 right before we went. Yeah, because I turned 18 right as we were leaving for uh, Louisiana. Right? Yeah, because I was Cause like. It was on that bus ride. I stopped at that truck stop, and I was like, I'm going to buy my own, own pack of cigarettes because I can over here. I was, I was yeah. stoked. How old so are you now? 27 that'll be 28 okay, this that year that makes sense because i was if you turned 18 i had turned 21 because i could buy booze then i remember that yeah so that was 2011 yeah, you could buy booze and so you that bought 2011 our, like you bought like a lot of our booze while we were in louisiana because like me josh uh, uh, me josh uh i chase and uh, gunner and chase and gunner none of us were of age to buy alcohol yet it was just that, uh, oh, who, what was his name? The dude that worked at Church's Chicken. Oh, um, that other black guy. Um, yeah. Oh, what was his name? Was it Daru or something? It started with a K. K? No, no. No, da- Daru was the guy we went to see. Like, Daru and his I don't know, but like, like, I remember that motherfucker because that was like, like our first time getting stoned together, right, was when that guy showed up, and he just showed up with all this church's chicken that he got from work, and us being yeah. like, "This is fucking great chicken." It's all we had at home at the time was KFC 
or flings and, and flings you didn't get that much. Well, I had I had Church's chicken in Detroit like as a kid. Yeah, like Church's chicken was a thing, but like, like it wasn't something that we could get at home. Like at home, all we could no, eat. but I I did have it as a kid, like a bunch, because it was right across from my grandparents' church. It's like we would have Church's <laughs> chicken like regularly. Yo, we're done church. Let's go to Church's chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was a thing. Um Yeah. I don't know where to go for so from then after you pulled me out of Bible college, you lived at Amanda's for a bit, right? You came home, lived at home for a bit. Yeah. You lived at Amanda's, went back to Alberta, right? Yeah. And then that's when like yeah. CJ and uh and Dan and all of them moved out there, right? At yep. that time. And then you came yep. back again. Ellie and Sean. And then you came back again to live at my house. Yes. So and that, in that, time, and that would be yeah, where it, our story continues is when you start living at my house. that time was like a whole thing of living in my dad's house at, in Fort Mac and just basically paying his mortgage with people like homies living there and just basically having a cult in Fort Mac where we just did hallucinogens and smoked weed all the time. And drank a shit ton. Like to the point where the year that I had my birthday there, everybody I knew bought me booze for my birthday. And there was like $5,000 in booze like in my kitchen. And we like drank it all on the weekend. It was just like out of control. And then my dad was still drinking at the point at that point, And like he was out of control. So then I decided to move to Edmonton with some my, my ex and uh, some friends. And then that's when I got my first airport job. And then halfway through that, I finally decided to take a visit home after like two years. And when I came to visit you guys, I was like, fuck, like, I want to be here. And then when I went back, it was maybe like two months that I lasted before I was like, no, I, I need to move home. And then that's, that's when I moved in with you, with Caitlin, my ex. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that was already wild because her and I were both just severe alcoholics and just fucking like, that's when I learned to blast from my homie Brad. And then we were like, no, you learned uh, to blast before that. Cause it was while you're in Alberta, like you came to visit for a week. Yeah, no, no. He taught me, he, he taught me how to blast. Like, well, I mean, fucking what's his name that lived next door, John kind of showed us how to blast but then brad really showed me but like when i went back and i lived in edmonton that's when we really got down to it we're like like really blasting and making good quality shit yeah so then you learned how to blast you came down here you taught me and adrian how to blast all right so then me and adrian started blasting uh blasting is uh is code for making dabs for those that that don't know and then uh, you moved back. You went back. Like, you were only here to visit, right? You went back. We started making dabs. You came back. And that's when the dabs just blew up in Windsor is when you came back and we were like, right. let's make yeah. dabs for real, right? And we yeah. started. And, that, and that's when motherfuckers started coming over. I still – I hear stories to this day. There was probably, like, like a couple of weeks ago that someone was like, oh, I've met you before. And I was like, 
how? Like, I don't remember you at all, right? Because I never remember any of these kids because so many of them came through our house. Oh, there was how much so busy. Like, yeah. And so, like, and every time that someone's like, I remember you, and I was like, I don't remember you, the story is always the same. It's that someone brought them to our house, and we just got them wrecked. Right? Gave high. them a dab. Yeah, gave them a dab, and they were like, and, and like, no one was doing dabs back then. So, that, so every time someone would do one dab, they were fucking done. Throwing up, running away, or passing out on the couch. Uh, we had people crying. You know, we had people yeah. fucking, like, freaking out. We had, uh, yeah, we had, had a lot of people throwing up. A lot of people just, like, falling asleep, like, either on the table or on the couch. I can uh, remember that one time when you were teaching us how to blast, right? So it wasn't even good dabs, and it was shitty dabs because we were making a trim run or whatever, doing dabs of that. And our one homie, whose name I won't say because he's got an important job and stuff, our one homie, we were like, where the fuck did he go, right? And fucking, and Lopez is like, I'm going to go and like look for him. And just found him. Like we were all sitting outside blasting and we found him sitting inside our living room. Lights off, TV off, everything. He's just sitting here with his glasses on. He's like, I'm just really stoned. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In the month period or like the two month period of me leaving Alberta and me coming back to Ontario, I greened out over a hundred people. Oh yeah, bro. And that's what I'm saying. Like every time I like run into some kids, like, Oh, I remember you and Clay and come to your house and dabbing on on me being like, bro, like that was everyone. Cause everyone's always like, you fucked up my life that day. Right. (laughs) Like you. Yeah. 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 No, I definitely did. And I'm okay with that. And that that was, Either kids end up not dabbing anymore, or they fucking only dab now, right? When one of two ways, it was the thing, it was the exact same as Bible college. You either became a pastor for life, or you just left the church forever. <laughs> that was us with our dab cult. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, yeah, we got people way too fucking high. Like I, I like. Now that I've gone through a couple cycles of like cutting myself off and like going back and like never not smoking, but just like weaning myself down and getting way too fucking high. Uh, like I, I re understand what I did to people and like, but the it's thing still was, funny. like, I understand, I understand what you're saying, but the thing is though, at the same time, because like dabs weren't like a big thing back in that day, right? Like there was still, no, not at all. Like, we were the ones that basically brought it, right? And um, and so any little amount of dab was getting people way too high, right? So they were going to have to go through it, like go through that. At some point, yeah. And at least we knew how to take care of kids that were fucking too high. You know what I mean? You're absolutely right. Like, I was used to it at that point, right? So Yeah. Because I'm not saying it was a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, I totally understand, like, where – like people just like dip or people would just like pass out or people just like throw up. Yeah. I remember, so kids I remember still, like, one girl, I won't mention her name, but I remember, I remember getting her high and her looking at me like dead in the eyes and going, is this a cult? <laughs> she knows who she is. <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about too. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you do. That was one of the girls that, uh, <laughs> They're freaked out, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> is this a cult? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, I'm still like underestimated. Like to this day, like, like I've been trying to do that same thing where I just kind of haven't been doing big globs like like we used to. We used to do like dumb shit. Like like dab marathon. Oh, dude, I was just slab. Like, I have the, videos of me doing slabs, like two. Yeah, like slab dabs. We be, bro. Like, I was telling someone the story the other day, my birthday that one day. When oh uh, yeah, when my girlfriend passed out, and I was like, I'm going to my homie's house, right? And I showed up to our buddy's house, who I won't say, right? And uh, showing up, and there was a one gram dab. And uh, and just being like, you motherfucker got to do this in one, like a one gram dab for those that don't know. All right. One gram dab fucking sucks. All right. It is. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. You get really nice and high, but it's almost not worth it because of how hard it is to take a one gram dab. And like, so like we used to do this shit though on the daily, like I not like one gram dabs per se, but definitely 0.5 dabs. And point seven five. We were doing we snakes that, like, all the time, like, like a lot. Yeah, it was and, it was uh, out of control. We were smoking a I, lot of fucking dabs. Like, we were smoking like, like I'll I'll be working and like I'll take small dabs instead nowadays, right? Because I'm not trying to fucking one. Same. I can't afford like like I don't make. Dabs I can't afford anymore. to. So yeah. So yeah. So like I can't afford to just just do a one gram dab. Like I can afford a nice little normal sized dab. The motherfuckers were like, "Oh, I could outsmoke you." And I'm like, "Motherfucker, I promise you, you can't." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, people, are, nobody even questions my smoking abilities, even though like I'm lax now. I'm like, "Yo, I've consumed more marijuana than you'll ever know about existing in your life." Yeah. Like, you can like, walk I into a grow like, up, and I can still tell you I've smoked more fucking weed. <laughs> I know that I'll cough off of, off of any tiny size toke. It's been that way since I started smoking, right? Yeah. I've always, like, no matter how small it is, I'll just fucking hack up a lung from doing it, right? And, like, like you and Amanda and all of them can attest to, like, it just takes a little tiny bit for me to die. And people think that means that I can't smoke a, a big toke, right? The thing is, I can. I'll just still die. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just die extra hard. <laughs> it, 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 whether it's inch or a mile. <laughs> and I'm exactly. the same way these days. Like, my lungs are so bad these days. Um, any yeah, bro, I used to I always smoke. wonder about, like, all the old people, like, at Brian and stuff that would say, like, I can't smoke bongs like I used to because I'm, like, yeah. in my 40s now and shit like that. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Grow up kind of thing. Right now, I'm like, no, that makes sense because I can see myself getting to that yeah. point. I don't. I, like, I'm at the point now, right now, currently. I cannot smoke flour again. Like I can't. Oh, really? it just like it. It clogs my lungs up. It's so harsh. And even smoking dabs, like if I'm not using like an inhale or like if I'm not timing my dabs, and I take a dab that's too hot, it clogs up my lungs. Like for sure. Like there's no there's no doubt about it. Like I have to take a a, a low temp dab. I can take a big dab, like you know, a point one point two gram of turp sauce, uh, and like, you know, some, some distillate or whatever mix mix and match and be okay. But like, yeah, I'm gonna cough my fucking face off for like five minutes. <laughs> my lungs just can't handle it anymore. 
like I can definitely attest to if I wake up and start smoking, I'll smoke a couple grams in a day. Like I have to wait at least two or three hours after waking up to start smoking just to make sure that I don't like over smoke through the day. Like no more wake and bake for me, like ever. Like it just doesn't work. I don't usually wake and bake like like I wake and bake like on the weekends. But today, bro, I w- I woke and boke and I fucking <laughs> woke and boke. <laughs> I woke and boke and I fucking I was up this morning at like eight o'clock, like seven thirty, eight o'clock or whatever fucking reason. Fuck, we should have podcasted this morning, dude. I was no, up at fucking nine. Yeah, yeah, but like that was the thing was because like. So, so I woke up last night. I bought some uh, the THC ice cream. Did I tell you about that? Yeah. So I bought some THC ice cream off my buddy, right? On Instagram, look them up because they're fucking great. Um, and I ate like 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 a few spoonfuls last night, right? And then just ended up like passing out like during Modern Family or whatever. I like 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 eleven thirty or something like that. So on a Saturday, I'm passing out on like. A, at like like eleven thirty, I woke up this morning, right? Because I was I slept for a good nine ten hours or whatever, right? And then I was like, it's a uh... so like 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 I did a toke. I was on the phone for a bit. I did like another toke once I was done, and then I just passed out again for a good fucking four till four I, and a half hours. Till you bro. text me? Yeah, yeah, bro. Till like. Like I texted you, and then I went off. I went to Kildare House to uh, a patio sesh. There was nobody there. It was nice, right? But like, That's fuck cool. me if I could get a fucking waitress to come and say anything. I got some Shut fucking up. weird sound going on. You don't hear that, right? Okay. I just stopped. Know that? All right, we should be good now. I just stopped it somehow. But yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I just fucking, I passed out. And that's why we didn't podcast this morning was because I fucking slept <laughs> for like, like the whole fucking morning and afternoon kind of thing. Yeah. I haven't slept yet. I haven't napped or anything today. I, uh, we went and had a bonfire and a barbecue at my homie's house out in the County yesterday. I barbecued some moose steaks. Hola. Fucking dope, dude. Moose steak is far better than beef. Oh my god! Figured out what far the sound better. was. My phone was sitting on the enter key. Mm. But there was nothing to enter, so I was just making the the sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Fucking so annoying. That's what it was. Uh, yeah. I bought um a brisket yesterday. A nice big one. It's fucking fat, bro. You would, I'll send you a picture of it later. Um, it's fucking a big ass brisket, bro. I'm probably gonna smoke the shit out of that. Probably tomorrow or maybe later this week. I don't know how. Like, I bought it yesterday. It's been in my fridge since. I don't have any freezer room, so I can't freeze it. So it's gotta be no. cooked. Cook it up. Do it up. Marinate it tonight. Yeah, it, yeah. I'm probably gonna brine it, and then. Uh, then I'll I'll season it with like a dry rub or something tomorrow. You know. Yeah, brine it up. Yeah, I. You know, uh, I went maybe we should have a uh, maybe 
maybe we should have Mike from um, I Drag the Lake on just to talk about how to smoke meat. We could ask him. But, like, I mean, Jordan also knows, and I also know how to smoke meat. I'm yeah. all, like, we're also trained yes, chefs. But like, but, like, this is a guy that smokes meat every day, it looks like. He probably knows. Uh, no, I don't think he smokes it every day. You don't think so? It looks, I'm pretty no. sure that's his job, it looks like. No. No? No. But, uh, anyways... Yeah, they, we definitely need to have some food episodes because. Uh, well, when I make uh, my brisket, we can uh, review it on the podcast. You can't review it, but I can I describe well, it. I, I just finished making one of my hot sauces. I, I make and sell hot sauce every month or so. So I made a lemon pepper mango hot sauce this week. I'm going to jar it up tonight. You should start like an OnlyFans for your hot sauce. I got a Snapchat for that. For pay for my premium snap. Well, what is it, bro? Plug it. It's not a premium snap, but that's sketchy play. <laughs> Join my normal snap. I only post me flying, which it's COVID, so I haven't flown in like six months, and hot sauce and food. You can feel free to post your hot sauce on our Instagram. We do have an Instagram now, for those that don't know, at uh, at the downward spiral pod. Right. Yep. And uh, you can find Clay's uh, hot sauce on there. Maybe, maybe you can't. Right now, it's just a picture of me and Clay kissing each other. You know? But it is well, it is Pride Month after all. So yeah, yeah. You know, it's a good time to put that. BLM LB LB. Oh my God. BLM LGBTQ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean any disrespect. Hashtag cousin Amanda. Um, I just I I'm he's just fucked. Obviously, he's I'm, had I'm, one I'm too dyslexic. many beers. <laughs> I'm dyslexic a little bit. That's all. Like, are you dyslexic? Or are you? He's not actually dyslexic, guys. He is though ambidextrous. Clay, do something I am with both hands. Ambidextrous. So drink a, a drink beer with this hand, and then do it again with the other hand. Um, my beer is empty. What are you drinking there? Those 5.9s? PBR 5.9s? PBR 5.9s. Yeah, bro. Those are a good way to go. I'm on this fucking Belgian moon. Mango I tried that again. the other day. Did yeah, you? I tried that the other did day. Did you like it? Good. I did like yeah. it, yeah. Uh, I've also been drinking um, Mad Jack. Mad Jack Blue Raspberry okay. and Tropical Punch. Holy, they're tasty. They're like super low alcohol. Is that a beer? Like, or is that like a? It's it's like a. Like it's a not a beer or something. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like a cider, I guess. Okay. But like they have a watermelon, they have a blue raspberry, a tropical punch, and a hard apple, and they're all they're all tasty. Bro, when I went to the patio sesh today, they had like a a menu of like like 13 or 14 different beers you can get, right? But I could only get three different beers, right? Because re- all the other beers were gone, including the normal Belgian Moon, which is like my go-to for like at a bar. I, I usually get Belgian Moon because it's nice and fucking tasty. Light. It's not light, bro, because this Belgian Moon's 5.4. Yeah, but no, the flavor is light, not the... Not oh, the- yeah. 
Not yeah, the like percentile. Yeah. Not the ABV. Just went, no, yeah. When exactly. I say light, I'm I'm speaking as a as a taste connoisseur, not an well, ABV when some, connoisseur. Well, when most people say light, they're talking about light beer, which is like a fucking two or three percent beer. No, no, no. I mean, like the flavor is light. It's hoppy. It's crisp. It's nice. Full yeah. palate. Yeah. So I was just like, well, if you don't got my Belgian Moon, I'll just go with my Honest Lager from Walkerville Brewery. No. Oh, Honest is good. I actually found Honest Lager in a tall boy at the grocery store here in town. Yeah, that's like a normal thing here. You can find it at every grocery yeah, store. Yeah, but I live I live oh, yeah. 20 hours drive yeah. away. I was literally <laughs> in Walkerville. I was at a bar in Walkerville. Like yeah. almost right next to that brewery. Like not far I'm from across it. the province. Like I'm you almost <laughs> in fucking Manitoba, dude. <laughs> And I, you don't see too many. You see Muskoka, and that's about the, the closest to Muskoka and maybe Toronto beers. And that's the closest you get. But I found on I tried to get OV because that is like I PBR and OV are just my normal go to. Is like as it is, no matter where I am, I just go yeah, with those PBR. two. Yeah, you PBR. Know, because I'm a cheap punk kid, you know. PBR OV. That's what you get, right? Yeah. And um, I'm not a big fan of OV. Oh no. Yeah. No, I find it's PBRs. pretty much the fucking same. No, it's got a different taste. Barely. It's one of those yeah. fucking like that that and a moose head and stuff like that. Like it all kind of like Alexander Keys. I all just kind of put them all on the same. Yeah, that's fair. Same I know thing. what you mean. Yeah, no, I'm drinking Bombay. Bombay sipping, no blunt smoking. Bombay. It's Every time go-to. I like think a bomb, a Bombay. I, for some reason, have the lyrics to Palmdale stuck in my head from Afro Palmdale. Palmdale, Bombay, you know? <laughs> no, see, I always get Wiz Khalifa on my level. That's uh, this is the Bombay sip it, no blood smoking. A Bombay is good with uh, some lemonade. Bombay is oh, good with bro, the back of my throat. Have you ever heard of uh, a cold brew lemonade? I have, yes. There's also cold brew coffee, cold brew iced tea. Yeah, but have you had cold brew lemonade? Um, like iced coffee with lemonade, basically. That's what it is, I'm pretty sure. No, I can't say I have. I've had I've had a cold brew, uh, a London Fog. So it was like an alcoholic half tea, half coffee, but non-caffeinated. You have to understand, I don't drink caffeine anymore, like at all. So, like, it's, I'm very particular about what I drink. Do you remember when there was, like, a good, like, two or three years where I would just, like, fuck pop? Okay, yeah, yeah you, you you quit pop for, yeah, at least three years. Uh, uh, yeah, Not consecutively, while, but, like, for a long time. No, at least two years I went straight without drinking pop, and all I would drink, like, like other than water was, like, either iced tea or lemonade, right? Cause it yeah. It wasn't carbonated, and that was my thing. I was like, no carbonated drinks. That's basically my what I can't have, right? Just to like limit myself. Now look at you. Now look at me. Now I'm drinking a Belgian Moon carbonated Belgian Moon mango. Sponsor us. Hot damn. Hot damn. Sponsor us. I'm normally just a Jameson guy, so Jameson wants to sponsor us too. Or Bombay. Or Bombay. Yo, we'll yeah. write your jingle, okay? Brandon. Brandon. Play. Um, 
We had a crab walk. Yep, the crab walk. The crab walk was in the on the beach. The beach. And the beach. Um, I don't even know how to describe a crab walk, man. You walk like a crab. You know? Crouch down, yeah. doing this. If you don't know what a crab walk is, you're a fucking idiot. Okay. You walk we like had how many people? Probably like 50 people on this there ha- Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we circled at the least, entire beach. At least 35 people, I would say. You know, like at the very least, it was 35 kids just fucking walking like a crab around this <laughs> beach in the circle. <laughs> just fucking for the longest it- time. <laughs> and it went like yeah. around the beach and then like like into around the water, the water. Yeah, yeah. Like into the water and then like around the outskirts of the water like as far as you could go like up against the rope or whatever and just people crab walking the whole time i thought you couldn't even walk down there i think you just had to swim and crab walk at the <laughs> same time kind of thing you know like bob yourself up and down and crab walk around no it wasn't that far because i remember i remember standing and it was like up to my chest, and like that was the deepest that it went. That we were crap. I could have swore we had a swim at the end there. But no, you might be right. I don't remember, man. Cornerstone was fucking. Maybe it got that ago. much bigger. And then uh, car tag. Remember car tag? Car tag was just how many cars could you fucking tag that drove As by? As they were you? moving. They As they were moving, moving. Yeah. yeah. They couldn't stop. If they stopped, it didn't count. Do you remember when, Getting like... in trouble from the security guard? No, but, like, there was one point... No, I don't remember that at all, to be honest with you. But no. there was one point where, like, you all tagged a car, and I didn't tag it. So I, like, fucking sprinted after it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, tag it. And then the car fucking stopped because it saw me running after their car, right? And they thought I was, like, coming to tell them something or something. And they stopped. <laughs> and I just fucking slapped their car. <laughs> And then ran away. <laughs> that might have been when we got in trouble. No, we got in trouble by the underrow stage. Or not the underrow stage, the main stage. Sorry, I don't know why I said underrow stage. By the main stage. Year, it was Prada no, that year. I know. No, it was at the main stage. It was on the side road there. And it was me, you, Josh. Josh. And yeah, we were like running after a car to tag it. And like, I and um, he's like, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" <laughs> like, <laughs> well, we're playing car tag. <laughs> like, it's kind of dangerous, don't you think? <laughs> and we're like, "Well, no, it's not. <laughs> we're not because no, the car going ten miles an hour." You know? Yeah. So yeah, they're walking he's faster like, than us. He's like, "You guys going. need to." He's like, "You guys need to. You guys need to stop that." Okay, sure. We'll just go play somewhere else. Somewhere like left. <laughs> <laughs> so i was at a festival one year uh with my cousin brian right and um at some point like I, we found this string on the ground there's like a glow in the dark string like a piece of yarn okay that was just like stretched out on the ground and we're like like let's follow this fucking piece of string <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah and this piece of string went for like a good like like two kilometers, okay? It was the longest piece of string I've ever fucking seen. All right, so we followed it the whole way to the end, and at the end, there was nothing. It was just someone laid out this fucking piece of string. And Brian, I, I remember Brian, like, finally finding that, and he's like, I found the end! And he's, like, fucking picking it up and, like, fucking whooping it around. 
bro. And like that's how festivals are, you know. It's just people playing festivals are like, wild. Let's lay down a string. Let's fucking play tag on cars. Let's wear a suit or, to the or beach. the clips, the the fucking um, laundry clips. People just like tag them onto other people. You just find the clips bro, on your shirt, bro. That's still a thing because like like the last festival I went to, someone was tagging clips like onto like everything. I found one on my hat, and someone t- <laughs> it took like. A clothesline pin, wrote some shit on it, put it on my hat. I found it like way later that night when I was at my camps. I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? The I clip is still hanging on my mirror uh, to this day. But that's like a huge thing that, that people do at festivals. Man, that's so fun. Good shit. I love when people like get into it, like at festivals and stuff. Like, why can't you just do that every day in life? Right. Like, why, why can't I walk out of Walmart and find a clip to my hat that someone just like, clipped on? Man, remember like how many like random things we would just do like as band, <laughs> just in public, just like oh, bro. If you go back on those videos that we made, like, like do you remember sitting up in Superstore and just eating? Um, someone bought just a bag of Skittles. I bought a container of like fucking pickled seafood. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, the pickled seafood. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then we made a whole storyline with the squid that I found in the seafood. <laughs> or, oh man, uh, the drive-by hardcore mosh pits. Drive-by hardcore mosh pits, bro. Someone brought that up the other day. And I was like, you remember these fucking things? I forget right? who it was. It was someone that was here. It was one of those kids that was like, you guys fucked me up. And they were, they were talking about drive I drive by mosh pits. You drive by mosh pits for those that don't know, because some people may be young. Google, look it up on YouTube. Look it up on YouTube. It's basically just kids pulling up to a random crowd of people, throwing out some hardcore music, and just fucking throwing down. Open the shit up. I forget what band everyone always used, but there was like this one Stiletto. song that every. Yeah, Stiletto. Stiletto. Do something! Yeah. <laughs> and it was like bam 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 Yo, how about that in that in your C D? Oh, it's a banger, dude. It is I, good. So, I texted Josh so... the other day too and I was like I was like, have you has every now and then I'll send Josh random CDs and stuff, right? That like he'll like get into for inspiration for himself. And uh that Amir CD came on, I was like, Have you heard Amir yet? And he's like yeah, he's like, I listened to it like three times in a row to figure out if I liked it or not. He's like, what do you think? And I was like, bro, I was like, it's fucking sick. It's so good. I, I think it's their best album in like four albums. I think so too, bro. I like it a lot. When he does that whole a corn scat. So first of all, I brought that up with Josh. I was like, I love when he starts fucking doing that corn scat. And he's like, I'm surprised you picked up on scatting and stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, bro. I'm like, I love corn. I'm like, I've been a corn fan since I was like a child. He's like, I've yeah. been listening out of corn. He's like, I'm just talking about the scatting. And I'm like, you've never heard the corn scat before. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's that one, and then uh, there's that one in Toys where it's like, <laughs> so he just like goes off. Yeah. And so I. So I sent him like a couple corn songs of like like him scatting, right? And he was like, and Josh was like, oh my god, he's like, this is fucking insane. 
I'm like, how have you never heard corn before? <laughs> like, how have we never played corn for Josh? Like, are you kidding me? Fucking kid. Like, it makes sense that he never heard them, I guess, being like in a Mennonite society. I don't know. His dad's much. Lebanese. It's, I mean, like, it's no excuse. I thought his mom was. You might be. Right? No, his, his mom's Le- uh, Mennonite. His dad's Lebanese. Okay, so that'll be fun as fuck, too. Yeah. He's wild. He's fun to talk to. Yeah. Stoked to have some guesties soon. So those will be yeah. in the upcoming episodes. Yeah, we're going to have to start heading up people. We're going to have to talk to each other off air about who's going to hit up who. And we'll start planning this accordingly. We got about five episodes done. So we're going to have to start airing these soon. On a website that'll uh, that I can host for free, and uh, that'll put it on all the podcast platforms for us and stuff. Dope. Hopefully, sooner than later, the airport will open and I can come down. And we can fucking have some fucking podcast with just all of us just getting it done. Yeah, I hope by then I can have some real microphones set up. I was gonna buy one this week, and then I bought too many groceries, so I'll I maybe I'll buy a microphone next week or whatever yeah no rush we'll get there oh yeah we probably won't even have listeners for the first fucking 10 episodes no i actually have i actually have like four or five people that are like already fucking yeah i noticed because they're all following me on the or on the downward spiral podcast and i'm like who is this person i'll click on them i'll be like oh they're followed by clay (laughs) it's almost like clay's buddy yeah, it's going down. But uh, I'm going to head upstairs. I'll fucking shoot you a text, buddy. That's uh, All right, buddy. I just dropped my tab into my beer. Good luck. Is it? Yeah. Is that, are you just making that up right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. It's good luck, man. <laughs> All right, buddy. So, you be good. You buddy, all takes two. Hey.